Hello, thank you for tuning in. You are listening to the Bringing Inspiration to Earth show. For network or show information, visit byteradio.me or call 843-808-0777. And now, the Bringing Inspiration to Earth show. Good day, everyone, and thank you for joining us for this edition of the Bringing Inspiration to Earth show. Today, my special guest is Michael McAdams. He is author of An Angel Told Me So. Um, For the late Wilma Jean Jones, her teachers certainly did appear. An Angel Told Me So reveals the messages and guidance she received directly from the spiritual realm for more than two decades. Her son, Michael McAdams, worked closely with his mother as these messages and teachings were being dictated to her and has lovingly preserved them for spiritual seekers looking for guidance, direction, and support. Readers can absorb the wisdom that Wilma Jean's spirit teachers shared with her and find solace as they walk their chosen paths. Michael McAdams has felt a sense of destiny and purpose his entire life, A lifelong, sincere seeker of truth, he has endeavored to reach out with an open mind to all sources available. Although he was brought up in the Pentecostal church, Michael always felt more spiritual than religious. Communication from the highest possible source has been his goal as he enables his mind to receive information and direction that allows him to help the greatest number of people. Um, Michael offers a set of his own writings called Spiritual Parchment Prints, and it's available on his website, which is www.spiritspeaks.com. And with that, I'd like to welcome Michael to the show. Good day, Michael. Hello, Robert. How are you doing? I'm doing very well, thank you. And I am just at the edge of my seat <laughs> wanting to learn about uh, uh, what what uh, Wilma Jean had heard and taught and all that kind of thing. But first, I guess, you know, since one, one of my favorite topics is inspiration, you know, because of the show. What was the inspiration for you to write this book at this particular time? Well, Wilma Jean, my mother, had been spoken to all of her life. Even when she was young, I remember stories where she would talk about standing at the kitchen, doing, standing in the kitchen sink, doing dishes, and not thinking about anything special. And she said teachings, information, would be made known to her mind, and she would just listen as, as she was going about her, her chore. And when it got done, she would say, you know, that was really good. Uh, my grandmother had been called to the ministry. I was brought up Pentecostal, as you mentioned, uh, church-based, Bible-based, faith, faith-based foundation. And when my grandmother was called to the ministry when she was 30, she said that she would receive sermons dictated to her mind that would that she would write down and preach in church. She also received songs, uh, words to songs, that she would uh, perform to music in church. Now, my grandmother, being a faith-based person, uh, the way most religious people are, they would interpret this as God speaking to their heart. Uh, my, my mother was similar in uh, perspective. Uh, She uh, was a lot more religious than I was. I've always been more spiritual than religious for some reason, even though I was brought up in the church. And I had asked my mother one time, I said, can you have an open mind? Because I was reading information and involved in things that she wasn't sure about, but she said, yeah, I can have an open mind. And she began to receive. She began to be spoken to and would a lot of times write down what she received one of the uh, messages that she received is on the back cover of the book and she was working around she was working in her kitchen one day and she said these words started to coming to come into her mind and she grabbed a, a piece of paper and a pen and wrote this out in longhand uh, may i share this with your audience yes absolutely yes please all right emptiness is part of fulfillment Let your resources fill the void left so that distinction of your purpose can be found. 
expression is always self-explanatory. Therefore, look inside and anchor all your beliefs beside those still waters that will take away your troubled view and renew your strength to recapture that which was lost but is now found to be adequate to pursue the course set before you. And as you reconcile your being to represent those qualities that have been left intact, God will see to it that all those circumstances have been trying to say the least. Your weariness will disappear as clouds once removed allow the sun to shine to dispel the gloom and darkness that has pervaded your countenance. And as once described before, a token of this presence will be deposited to your account and books recorded in his name. Now she felt this message was confirmation that she should put these writings in a book. When uh, Wilma would do these, uh, receive these messages and teachings as she was led to sit down in dedicated sessions, she, would, uh, she had an electric typewriter set up in her kitchen. And she would be led to sit down that it was time to get a message. She would light a candle, say a prayer, asking for protection, because you are opening your mind. And she said that she would see three or four words just kind of float in and hang there in her mind. And they would not go away until she typed them. Once she typed those three or four words, they would fade away. Three or four more would show up. And that was the manner in which these messages and teachings were received. Wow. Now, uh, was she, um, you talked about, you know, when she kind of first recognized them, you know, doing the um, the, tour, the dishes and that, that kind of thing. And just, as you're telling me, I, that just reminded me of um, someone I know, an, an elderly aunt, who did the very same thing. I mean, that you know, washing the dishes right in the front door, and I mean, at the the kitchen window, and you could just tell that her mind and, and her state of being was just somewhere else, you know. Um, but that, you know, that's I think, um, you know, for the listeners that that is, um, you know, for people who say they can't meditate or can't get into, you know, um, a, a, achieve a certain, you know, level of um, contemplation that, you know, they can do it in, in many different ways. Oh, I agree. And a, a lot of people, they just don't have the quiet time. You know, people, it's a physical world, physical plane that we live in. Uh, people get in their cars, the first thing they do is turn on the radio. People come home from work or they, they get up in the morning, first thing they do is turn on the TV. It's like they never allow their mind to be receptive. They never get into a receptive state. And you don't really have to sit down and meditate. All you need to do is just quiet your mind. And there are a number of of works that talk about the still, small voice that speaks within. And that still, small voice is the information, the, the teachings that is being shared with spirit guides, spirit teachers, if your perspective is from uh, is a religious or faith-based background, then you're believing that your angels, guardian angels, are sharing this information with you. But doubters, people that aren't really sure whether or not this is real, those people tend to believe it's their imagination, their conscience, mm-hmm. or just something coming in that they disregard, and we're offered advice, direction, guidance, support. And it's best to uh, pay attention to that. Otherwise, if we ignore it, we do so at our own peril. Yeah. The one thing for for me when, when uh, trying to uh, discern, you know, what was, um, you know, guidance coming in versus that, you know, mental monkey chatter that goes on, it was um, the what had to happen, at least initially, was the thought would be so off the wall, so disconnected from any, you know, train of thought I had up to that particular point that it just stood out as being, you know, kind of sent from a different perspective. At least for me, that's how it started, how at least I was able to begin to to recognize. Um, So for you... um, did you do you still do you get kind of messages the same way as, as your mom did or how does that work for you? Does it work for you? And if so how? I do. It it runs in the family. 
actually. <laughs> my grandmother, my mother, um, mm-hmm. I, I'm able to do it. But we're all able to receive. Uh, I believe that we're all born with an innate ability, an ability to to be able to communicate with spirit guides, spirit teachers, if if we uh, if we so choose. Now there is negativity and evil floating around out there. It doesn't exist for me, and it doesn't have to exist for anyone that uh, does not allow it to enter their thought system. And you can establish a filter. Uh, you can establish a um, an aura of sorts that will make sure that only positive information will come through. But they know what we're dealing with. They know what's on our mind. And we may not be thinking about it or even asking about it at the time. But whatever information that we need to help make the right choice uh, is what will be given. Uh, God has given us a number of gifts, and one of the gifts that he's given us is that pesky little thing called free will. And we have the ability to choose, and whether or not we, uh, you know, we choose correctly, or whether or not we choose to be selfish and self-centered, uh, determines the path that we walk. Yeah, yeah, very much so. Now, um, in your mother's teachings, um, you know, they came from uh, spirit teachers who. In, in the messages, it, it references we and us. So who, to your, the best of your knowledge, are we and us in the messages? That was something that n- never ceases to amaze me as I read these messages. Now, this is volume one that we're talking about. There's going to be three books in the series. But repeatedly in these messages, the spirit teachers referred to themselves as we, our, and us. We believe, we feel, we advise. Our view encompasses more than your view is allowed to comprehend. And on rare occasions, as as these messages were presented, an I would make himself known. Uh, You'd be Hmm. reading a message, and therefore I believe, or I feel, or I will ensure. And it's so rare that it really jumps out at you when an I suddenly appears. But even though these messages were given uh, from a plural perspective, a lot of the messages are signed with the name of the spirit teacher, a singular name. Your loving guide, your loving spiritual teacher. Um, My mother has received messages for her signed, your spiritual counterpart. I've received messages for me, your spirit brothers, your spirit light. So who they are, you know, we don't really know, but these are the names that were given. And one of the interesting things in Volume 1, this is pretty much a, a volume filled with messages and teachings that were presented to Wilma and to myself. She would sit down in a session to receive, and she would always get a message for her and a message for me because she knew how interested I was in all of this. But repeatedly, these messages are woven with a universal thread And everyone who has read these messages have said, well, this sounds like what I'm dealing with. This sounds like they're talking to me. And I tell people, I say, when you get the book, read each message once as it was given for Wilma and given for me. Then read that same message again as if it's being presented for you and see what hits. And it's amazing Hmm. what hits. Yeah, you know, when it comes to you know, universal principles. I mean, it's one of those things where I think that's uh, um, the beauty of this experiment that we're living is that, you know, that there are um, so many different varieties of expression, but all with various universal principles behind them. So um, what would you say were maybe a couple of the principles that uh, the spirit teachers, you know, spent a good amount of time uh, talking about? Well, I think one of the main points is that they, they, they want to let us know that we're not alone, that they are there for us, and their joy is in our recognition of their existence. They cannot do a thing on this, from the spiritual realm in this physical plane without working through us. 
And this body of material, these messages and teachings, this not only offers proof of the existence of a spiritual realm outside you know, our physical plane, but here are communications in the form of messages and teachings dictated directly from spirit teachers who inhabit the realm. And to me, that's just that's yeah. just an amazing body of material. Yeah, it's wonderful to you know to get that kind of message and to be able to read, um, you know, and realize that it was intended or, or dictated to you know a particular individual or or in the case you too, um, but also that the the message you know has wider appeal. Um, now. Um, you mentioned that your mother was more religious than you, and, and I watched the interview um, on your website um, that she had on, on a television station, and and um, it was um, a lot of discussion about God and spirit. So this is kind of a question that I feel that Wilma uh, <laughs> Jean would want me to ask, and that would be um, – the book states that there is always a light ahead that we may look toward because the light that shines is the spirit of God. So in what ways would you, and then Wilma Jean, if there's a difference, describe the spirit of God? Well, the, the, the spirit of God is, is our inner being, our guidance. Uh, we are physical beings and we live in a physical plane. But we're, you know, we're born into these, um, into these physical bodies in certain social stations uh, to a certain set of parents. But it's temporary. We ride around in these bodies the way we ride around in our cars. It's just a vessel, a vehicle for us to be able to live life, exist, make choices, decisions, learn, sometimes the hard way, <laughs> and to, to go yeah. on, to be stronger for it. What doesn't kill us only makes us stronger and boy, if that isn't true almost every single day. But the messages and teachings are given for that guidance and direction and to let us know again that we're, that we're not alone. Uh, the message, uh, speaking of my mom's television, of Wilma Jean's television interview, on that television interview is posted a message from volume two of the book. And this was the only time in a session where Wilma would be led to sit down and receive that two different spirit teachers moved in in the same session, gave two different messages, and signed two different names. And the first teacher's message was not very long, little more than a paragraph, really profound. And in this message, they, they do the we and the our uh, as, they, as the teachings are presented, but it was signed with a singular name. Uh, may I share this with your audience? Please, please, yes. All right. There is a resurrection period through which man must travel in order to come into the realm of things godlike. You are to consume and digest all that is given here, as this comes from one highly qualified to meet the needs of this generation. You are not the sole property of yourselves. God still holds the everlasting command over your being, and in him must one take refuge. You are to be considered as one who has been stripped of all belongings and left to die by the wayside. In this manner, are you then open to any help that would be forthcoming? You are, by your very nature, ones who would depend on your own intellect to carry you through. However, by giving of your soul into the hands of God, do you prosper and develop more freely into that which denies the outcome of some situations, knowing full well that it is the hand of God leading and directing you so that you may arise victorious in the end. There is never a time when you will be without the Father nor his ever-loving approaches to see that you follow the path that directs you homeward. Take note that we say homeward, as your heavenly Father so resides in that vast insurmountable environment of time and space, so shall ye abide in joint communication with him by the grace with which he covers you and by your ability to accept this grace and use it for your own development. There are others here who wish to make themselves known to you, so I will step aside for this time. My love and devotion follows you as you trod onward, but ever faithful to your goal. That was signed, Your Loving Guide. Now that 
next to the last line is the line that will get you. And he says, there are others here who wish to make themselves known to you, so I will step aside for this time. Well, my question is, who are the others and where is here? Where are you in relation to us? And who are the others? Uh And again, this teacher moved out of the way, moved away. Another teacher moved in and gave a a page and a half, single space typed. And I don't remember the, the full last paragraph of the second teacher's message, but these messages always end with either a really deep, heavy last paragraph or a, an amazing last tagline. And the, next, and the last line of the second teacher's message, he says, In the end time, there lies your soul, with all the nourishment you have given it, totally dependent upon the outcome of your intentions. Hmm. Wow. That is pretty deep. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's, you know, that, that's the one thing um, that I've found from, you know, people who receive messages um, from, you know, guides or teachers or whomever, you know, is providing uh, that kind of positive guidance is that the, um the message is broad enough to um, encompass many different um, possibilities of what's, what's going on, but but it's also it, it kind of shows that you know kind of what the life that we're living is just um, playing out according to larger um, ideas or plans or you know in in the scope of a bigger picture, I guess. Oh, I agree. Uh, and these messages and teachings, people can receive on their own if they if they just make themselves make their mind quiet their mind and make it make themselves available to their own spirit guides and spirit teachers. And if if this book, an angel told me so, and these messages and teachings, you know, if the if they do anything else, I want people to know that they can receive and receive from their own spirit guides and spirit teachers and let these messages and teachings that Wilma received be a guide and let them know what's possible. Yeah, absolutely. Um, one one of the main concepts that's often discussed when it comes to you know, teachings is the concept of love. You know, I mean, we we are um, we we often talk about love and you know the importance of love. You know that you know love conquers all. I mean, there, there's um, a um, a lot of time and attention goes toward love. So, um, in what did the um, spiritual teachers um, in these messages? What, what did they say about love? In particular, they don't they don't address it in in particular. But love okay. love is the is the positive influence and the positive direction that we should all emanate. And if you can surround yourself with an aura of love, I mean, it doesn't mean that you have to be a patsy. It doesn't mean that you have to let people pick on you or let people take advantage of you. Everyone should mm-hmm. be able to stand up for themselves. But love is the desire to do good to others. And within your realm of influence, if you can be a positive influence on other people, you're sharing this information with those people that will in turn share it with others. Uh, We all have our sphere of influence. We all have um, our contacts. And, you know, if one contacts the other and shares this information, then it's just like circles, like ripples in a pond that just expand out. Yeah. Um one of the um aspects, you know, of of the teachings also to was uh to help your mother project further into the universe. Now, um I think that sounds like a very freeing experience. Um can you tell us a little bit about that cuz I think that's a, a a really um unique um, perspective that we can we can go through. Well, 
as as physical beings on in this physical plane, our concepts can, can many times be limited. Now, those with a religious background, faith-based background, they're they're they read and learn and are taught that we live this one singular life, this existence, and based upon the the manner in which we live, that we will spend all eternity either in a place called heaven or a place called hell. I've had difficulty with that even when I was young because there are, there are so many different lives and, and social stations and parents that we can be born to. Uh, you have kids born to Bill Gates and Steven Spielberg that will want for nothing. Uh-huh. You know, granted, they're, they'll have their challenges, but, you know, being right. wealthy makes it a lot easier. <laughs> and then you have kids that are born to alcoholic fathers and drug-addicted mothers. And all of the different social stations that we're born to, not just here in the United States, but you've got kids that are born to parents in the Middle East whose mother takes the two kids to a market and you know a suicide bomber blows himself up and takes out 60 people and the mother has to watch the kids get killed. Now, why does that happen? You know, why is it? Have they earned the right to to deal with that life life um, experience? I just don't believe it's you know I can't believe it's just random, and that there isn't a reason and a purpose for every life that's being led and the circumstances that we were born. As far as reaching out to the universe, um, it's a big universe out there. I mean we're you know we're here inhabiting this physical plane on Earth. Uh, we're out here in the low-rent district of the Milky Way, <laughs> so we don't contaminate all the other intelligent life throughout <laughs> the universe. And But there's, you know, it's not just all the different lives and parents and social stations and existences that you could be born here, you know, on the earth. I mean, look at the people that yeah. are born in North Korea, communist China, Venezuela. I mean, there's just so many different lives that people are living, and who really knows why they were born into that life at this time. So, you know, life is a journey, and we're on that journey right now, and there's no no real way to know where it's going to end up. But you hope to get smarter (laughs) and make better choices. (laughs) And, you know, we're, we're talking reincarnation here. And if you get smarter and you make better choices, um, you know, you, you hope that um, you don't have to come back, that you can move forward, move on to wherever we go. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, it's, um, when you, again, when you're thinking about that, all of the different stations of lives that people are in, I mean, it is, um, again, it, it's just, you know, a, a different setting of the play you know that you know very there are so many it's like there's i've often thought that it was kind of like that we're all here to learn unconditional love you know love with it you know and just that you know without expecting anything in return and that you know that is what it, what it's all about you know and and we're each taking a different approach <laughs> a different tact you know to figure out you know does it work in, like does it work with families well, sometimes it does sometimes it doesn't you know um but um the idea is is to 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 try and um create as much of that unconditional love with as little effort as possible or or maybe even you know with a little bit of effort but with guidance maybe that's what I thought. <laughs> oh, I agree. But people are people are wrapped up in their own lives, their own problems, uh, family members with issues. Uh, you know, people tend to be selfish. You know, people. Uh, I don't know if it's out of boredom or what their problem is, but look at all of the people, young people to old people. You know, ages eighteen, twenty years old, all the way up in people into their sixties, who who get into heroin who get into drugs, and they just, they don't want to have anything, they don't want to own anything, they don't want to be anything, all they want to do is is get high and satisfy some physical craving, and they're just wasting their life, they're just throwing a life away. So, you know, we, we need to make the best of what we've got, try and make the best choices, and do the best we can with everyone that we come into contact with. 
and live up yeah. to the fullness of our potential. Exactly. I agree. Well, we're going to take just a real quick break, Michael. Um, and then when we come back, I'm going to want to know if you are in contact with your mother now and if that kind of uh, uh, connection, you know, how that connection is going now, now that she passed. Okay. All right. Thank you, Robert. Okay, great. Everyone stay tuned. We'll be right back after this brief break. Hello, this is Robert Sharp. I want to thank you for joining us and hope that you are enjoying today's show. Just a reminder that we have a wealth of information and resources available on our website, byteradio.me. There is a calendar of upcoming shows along with an archive link that will give you access to more than 1,400 shows we have had over the past nine years. Also on the site is a link to the products and services we provide, books, photography, a wellness store, and self-publishing assistance. Our show is a free podcast on iTunes, Blog Talk Radio, iHeartRadio, and TuneIn. And you can subscribe for free on any of those platforms by using the links on our website homepage. We are on many social media platforms, Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, etc. And we also have buttons to those platforms at the top of our homepage. Our website, ByteRadio.me, has much for you to explore and enjoy. I also very much appreciate you supporting our guests, and especially today's guest. And now, back to the show. Okay, everyone. Thank you for staying with us again today. My very special guest is Michael McAdams, and we are talking about a book that he authored, An Angel Told Me So. Um, You can find out more about the book and Michael's other work by visiting his website, which is www.spiritspeaks.com. Okay, with that, uh, we're back, Michael. Hello, Robert. I'm here. Okay. Okay, so now, before your mom passed, you and she worked together um, with with the messages. So my question is, you know, when she passed, um, you know, how long, if you know, did it take for you to start kind of uh, keeping up the, commu- the communication? Or t- tell us a little bit about pre-passing and post-passing communication. Well, I, I was I was close to my mother. I mean, I owned my own business. I worked a lot. Um, she had gotten a divorce and not remarried, but that gave her the time uh, to have the, the personal time and the solitude to be able to receive these messages. And she was loyal. I mean, she was extremely loyal. Uh, it would take three to four hours uh, in a session to get a message for her and a message for me. And there were a number of times where in a day she would get two messages, two different sessions, and one time I remember she got three. I mean, that was pretty much the whole day off and on receiving messages and teachings from spirit teachers. Uh, After Wilma Jean passed, I have never, I've not really had an experience where I felt a presence uh, or a a closeness of of Wilma's spirit. Uh, My sister uh, who's a flight attendant with Delta, based out of Cincinnati, she's had a number of instances where she felt a presence, um, an aroma of her perfume in a room, or uh, just a closeness and being told, uh, you know, that it's okay, you know, everything's going to be all right, um, where she's been on layovers in other cities where she was walking by herself. And she said that um, uh, Wilma Jean's voice came into her mind and said, so this is what you do. So, you know, mm. I'm a little jealous that I haven't felt that. I believe that my uh, mother and I, Wilma Jean and I, are, are still working together. Uh, she sees what's going on, but uh, like I said, for some reason I've never had that, that presence or an appearance um, that, that I could say, you know, that would make me say, whoa, <laughs> you know, where did this come from? Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, and it's it's interesting, you know, the the ways um I think spirit can connect, you know, you know that uh, 
um, olfactory, you know, through the smell or or the scent, just a sense of being. Now, um, I recently had um, uh, an elderly um, family member pass on, and I'm kind of having to go through the house and, you know, discard things and you know, do all that kind of stuff. And one day, I can swear, I mean, I heard her say, oh, Bob, I hate that you have to do this, <laughs> you know. And it was funny because, you know, that was something that she would say, you know, alive, you know. And, and again, it was just completely out of the blue. And I just had a chuckle because it's like, okay, you know, that's pretty cool. Um, but um, but anyway, that's just a recent one. It usually doesn't happen for me, but I think, um, you know, it's it's interesting I think the dynamic of who spirit connects with and, and maybe for why, you know, do you have a sense that, you know, there's um, maybe no, why, why do, you, do you think there's a reason maybe that, that your sister kind of has had that kind of experience where you have not at this particular time? Cause I know there, uh, I've known that happened to other families and, and sometimes that you know, for people who doesn't happen to, it's like, oh man, you know, why, why not, why not me, kind of thing. So, what's your your sense about, you know, why or why not, you know, for particular people? Well, I think I think anyone that that is interested in having an experience like that, they have to be open to the possibility. They have to be open okay. and willing to listen to quiet their mind. And again, that's difficult for a lot of people to do. Or if any information like that would come through, any any uh, hint of a presence or advice, um, they might think it's their imagination or their or their conscience, or just blow it off. Just think, well, that that can't. I don't believe that's possible, and it yeah. it really is. Um, on the cover of the book, uh, an angel told me so. Uh, you'll see the uh, the writing where it says. Um, I heard her voice say, look in the pillow and you'll find a crown. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. my mother was always close to her mother, Mary Culbertson. And when she had passed away, when Mary had passed away, Wilma kept her pillow. And this was a feather pillow that she kept, and she kept it wrapped in a in a, a plastic bag. And she, when she really missed her mom, she would open the end of the bag and smell the pillow, and it still smelled like her mom. And she yeah. had moved twice, but she kept this pillow uh, and had it, you know, in the in the current house where she was living, so where she received these messages. She uh, kept the pillow on, on an upper shelf in a closet. And she said she was working around the kitchen one day, and she said she heard a voice. I mean, she had never heard a voice before. She had received and thought and was receiving these messages and teachings that she would take down with it with the electric typewriter. But she said she heard a voice and it said, If you look in the pillow, you'll find a crown. Hmm. And it, it, she looked around. There wasn't anyone there, but she didn't hesitate. <laughs> she was obedient. And she put down what she was doing and she went to the bedroom, took the pillow down out of the closet, took it out of the bag, and took a pair of scissors and cut the end of the pillow open. And she gently reached her hand inside among on the feathers, and she found that crown that's pictured on the book cover. And it's about the size of a silver dollar, woven in feathers like a crop circle, so tight right. you couldn't pull a single feather out without starting to tear it apart. And wow. she would not have known it was there if she hadn't been spoken no. to that day. Yeah. Yeah, that, that makes you stand up and take notice <laughs> for sure uh, that'll give you chills no, it does now i i love the um the photo gal- gallery that you have in the book um because it you know for me it you can kind of it tells a lot about uh who wilma jean is you know and and now the the passport photo one is one i just kind of stared at for a while because it's just she exudes love you know, from that picture. Um, so I, I think that's a, it was a good addition to the book. So, well, I appreciate um, that. Yeah. So now, uh, what would you say, you know, for people who are listening, you know, you said, you know, to if they want to do it, we can do it, but it's, you have to kind of be open to it and, and kind of quiet the mind. 
Is there any um, other um, tips or any other um, ideas for people who um, you know, may want to go ahead and try and, and establish that kind of communication with their spirit teachers? It, it really depends on their perspective and how quiet they're willing to make their mind. I was at, okay. at when I was uh, looking for a publisher for the book. I uh, was on a publisher's website, and this particular publisher on their website asked a number of questions about your book. And one of the questions was, "What makes your material unique? Why would anyone want to read this?" And I thought, well, "That's a really good question." And I'm sitting uh-huh. right where I'm sitting now at my computer. I didn't ask. I just relaxed my mind. And an answer was given and dictated to my mind to that question. May I share this with your audience? Sure, please. All right. The uniqueness of any material is in the manner in which it touches the soul. An open and searching mind pulls the soul and the body in which it inhabits onward and upward with hunger and determination in its quest for spiritual nourishment, ever mindful that the path upon which we walk is the path toward God. Lives lived, experiences endured, goals accomplished and loved ones lost are all encounters upon that path. Strive always for the highest possible communication with our Heavenly Father. Believe in yourself as the Father within you is guiding, leading, directing, and comforting you upon this journey that we call life. Blessings be upon you as you walk your chosen pathway. I just said thank you. <laughs> and that was not me. I was taking dictation, dictated word for word. And when it got to the end, it just stopped. And that's the way it works. You know, anyone, I, you know, if people want to receive, um, again, as they read these messages and teachings that really are woven with the universal thread, and they see how these messages and teachings not only were were communicated through Wilma, but how how pertinent they are to the life that they're living and what's going on in their life, then they can decide, and it's a choice. Um, they have to decide. You know, the, you know, the Bible says, Ask and you shall receive. Seek and you shall find. Knock and the door shall be opened unto you. Every single one of those statements requires a positive action on our part. We can't just sit back and wait and say, Okay, I'm ready. Let me hear something. <laughs> Come on. I'm here. Yeah. Yeah, it doesn't work with lottery numbers. You know, it doesn't work with ball <laughs> scores. It uh, uh-huh. it just requires a, a, a peaceful, quiet mind and the willingness to do something good with the information. And that just came into my head. And that's the perfect, the perfect uh, answer to what what I was asking for listeners. So now, what what is the um, well? Before, I'm going to kind of go on and talk a little bit about your website, Spirit Speaks. Um, but before we do, um, what, what would you say um, the who is the ideal reader? You know, and, and what do you hope the readers will take away um, from reading? From reading, an angel told me so. Well, any anyone who believes that this phys- that there has to be more to existence than this physical plane. This blink of an eye existence that that we live here in these physical bodies, uh, you know, whether you're you're a young person, you've got you know gangbangers, 15 year old that gets shot in in on the street in Chicago, uh, you've got you know people 25, 30 years old throw their life away and they die. Uh, otherwise, you have people that they live long lives, you know, long productive lives. And it really depends on the state of mind and what people want to know. Do you, you know, do you believe that this physical experience is it, and then when we die, that's it? You know, we're just done. Yeah. Or do you believe that there is a continuity to life, an existence that, uh, you know, based upon the intentions of our heart, uh, based upon the way that we conduct ourselves, the choices that we make, that. Um, you know, we will get another chance or that there is more to existence than this, you know, this physical plane. And that's what I want people yeah. to take away from this. And, and what do you, what would you say 
um, the teachings, the effect that the teachings have had on you in your life? I mean, is there any any of them in particular that you can say, boy, this really made a difference in the journey that I'm taking? Well, for me, being I, I was, as you spoke earlier, that I have been a sincere seeker of truth all my life. And on my website, it says, for all sincere seekers of truth, when the student is ready, a teacher will appear. And that was really an appropriate statement for me as a seeker. Your, your seeking will attract people to you who will recommend a book, who will recommend a program, a speaker, uh, a passage in a book that will lead you to the next step. And it's always one more step. It, it never ends. There's, there's, it's a never-ending journey. Uh, but I have found that as that the intentions of your heart to know and to learn and want to be led will lead you will lead you to the information that's need needed and that by sharing that information you project yourself even higher yeah yeah and speaking of your website um spiritspeaks.com can you tell us a little bit about it you know what what what's um, available on the website well we have uh, on the website there's bios for Wilma Jean and myself at the top her television interview is available there with the message that I shared from the Spirit Teacher uh, in Volume 2. Uh, there is, uh, if you scroll down to the bottom of the website, there is the picture of the book cover with a two-paragraph description I wrote that's posted on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, Kindle, Nook. Uh, my mother's picture is on the front cover, my picture is on the back. It's an older picture. I tell people to add 10, 12 years to that. <laughs> When I do book signings, people will pick up the book, look at it, flip through the photo gallery that you talked about, turn the book over uh -huh. on the back, and they'll start to read that message at the top, and they'll look at my picture, and I usually tell them I, I used to look like that. And they say, well, you still look like that, and I usually tell them it's all the preservatives in my food. <laughs> oh, goodness. Well, you know, that's um, – so – now let's talk about you have spiritual parchment prints. What, what's what's that about? I offer a set of writings called spiritual parchment parchment prints. Uh, two of the writings I wrote and take credit for. One was dictated to my mind as a personal message for me. I offer these as a fundraising item for youth groups, for churches. I have some beautiful Burns of Boston frames available on the website. But I had, uh, I've owned my own businesses for a number of, of years. I owned a satellite dish company. I started with the big satellite dishes, the big mesh dishes that most people remember. And then when Dish Network and DirecTV came out, uh, we started handling those, did installations and service, did sports bars, that sort of thing. Well, I had come home from work one evening, went upstairs to change clothes, and the words greatness in spirit came into my mind. Not like a voice, but just a strong thought. Well, based on my experience, I knew it was incoming. So I opened a drawer, picked, out a, picked up a, a tablet and a pen, and I started taking the words down. And, I mean, they were coming so fast, I was scribbling to keep up. Uh, I have this message here. May I share it with your audience? Please, please do. Right. Greatness in spirit shall touch the lives of many whom you will come into contact with. Hearts and lives will be touched and changed by your presence. Enable yourself, by the will of your being, to respect and respond to the changes in individuals as you become aware of the true potential of your spirit. In the eyes of God, thou hast made thyself worthy of all the riches and gifts of spirit that shall be forthcoming unto you. Be as you will in relationship to the Holy Spirit, that inhabits and dwells within thy being at this time. Look always to the future with anticipation and gladness, for thou hast made thyself a living respect, receptacle for the Spirit of God, and all good things shall come to thee. Now that's a pretty mm. neat message to get. But I, I feel that it applies to all of us, all of the people that are in this work, all of the people striving to know why we're here, where we're going, and where we came from, and to be able to communicate with the spirit teachers and spirit guides that exist 
on the other side of this physical plane, but who work through us constantly to share information and help make our lives better, I believe that message applies you know, to all who are in this work. But I really appreciated it, and when it was over, I just said, when it was done, I just said, thank you. <laughs> exactly. Yep. What else can you say? I, always, it's always important to acknowledge that. You know, I, I, I heartily believe that you know that it will increase. That the kind of information will increase if you show a little bit of gratitude and thanks for for at least uh, having the message sent. You know, that's exactly the way it works. The more. Okay. Not necessarily obedient, but the more receptive that you are, the more Mm -hmm. that you acknowledge this information. Uh, One other quick thing. Do we have time for one other quick instance? Sure. Yes, we do. Yes, yes, we do. Uh, My dad had retired in Bradenton down in Florida, and I would drive from Ohio down to Florida nonstop, a lot of times by myself, um, to go down and stay with him for a while. And I would uh, – driving – Uh, I-75 southbound through Georgia. Georgia's a a five-and-a-half-hour state. A lot of times I would drive with the radio turned off, just not thinking, not listening to anything at all. And speed limit in Georgia on I-75 is 70 miles an hour. They'll give you 10. They may not give you 11, but they'll give you 10. And I had crews set on 80. And I'm cruising along, not really thinking about anything, and a thought came into my mind, and it said, I'd slow down up ahead if I were you. I glanced in the rearview mirror. I didn't see anything, but I reached up on the steering wheel, just touched the cruise and shut cruise off, and let the car close down, uh, slow down to about 72. Topped a little rise in the freeway. There sat a Georgia State Highway Patrol. Now, whether or not yeah. he would have pulled out after me, you know, if I'd have blown past him at 80, usually, you know, if you see a... a, a a state I patrol and you tap your brakes and start slowing down, they realize that you're paying attention. I said, they'll normally always give you 10, especially on the interstate. But the fact that I was warned, advised, was obedient. And then, you know, once I got past him and out of sight, there was, it was straight road, not a lot of traffic. I I bumped it back up to 80, set cruise (laughs) and on on my way I went. And I just said, thank you. I appreciate that. So, let them know that you appreciate. Let your spirit guides, your spirit teachers know that you appreciate any advice, direction, guidance, information that they share. Be obedient. Act on it. And more will come because that continues to open the doors, open the pathway. And once you attain a higher level, unless you choose to disregard that, you'll never go back to the way you were. Things change. Your yeah. perspective changes. Uh, friends, your, your, a lot of your old friends that you used to hang out with, it's no fun anymore. And a lot of people in this work, especially spiritual people, um, they want to know why they have so much difficulty finding a companion. You know, why is it that, that I have to spend so much time alone? And it's just like driving driving on the freeway. You're passing cars all the time. You don't have time to make a connection as you go past them <laughs> because you are elevating right. your thoughts. You are moving yeah. higher, and you don't want anybody slowing you down. And eventually yeah. you'll reach a plateau, a plane, where you'll find somebody on your level. And if not, yeah. uh, my uh, my. My favorite saying is better to be with no one than the wrong one. <laughs> that is for sure. That is for sure. And, yeah, what do you think about, you know, being on the, the, the highway or the freeway, that, um, you know, if, if someone is going the exact same speed you are and you can look over into the car, you can see them clearly. You know, you're you're basically in the, you know, in the same zone together. You know, so it's just a matter of, you know, finding or coming across that particular um, individual who's going to the same speed, same direction, and and uh, can join you on that ride. Um, yeah, when you're when you're moving on a path that that takes you higher and higher, um, you yeah. tend to leave uh, old things behind, and yeah, right. there is a higher path to be walked if you're willing to uh, walk that path. And I believe these messages and teachings in an angel told me so are almost like a a map, a guidebook 
that allow people to realize that I can get information like that. It's pertinent to me. Yeah. It's it's effective, and it is the most close personal teachings that I've I've ever read. I to me to this day, I'm amazed. And a lot of the paragraphs in these messages you have to read more than once. They're deep enough where you have to read them more than once to be able to get the full meaning out of the paragraph, let alone the full message. But it's not above anyone's level. Yeah. Well, we only have a couple more minutes left, uh, Michael. So um, if you have any maybe final words for the listeners, you know, during this very unique, you know, and dynamic time that we're living in, what what would you you say to the listeners? Nothing on this physical plane really matters. Uh, We're here to learn, to grow, to become, to make choices, to make mistakes, to learn from our mistakes. And there is a higher calling to be had if we're willing to listen and strive for that higher calling. And some people are not. They're they're knee-deep in the physical, and they don't want anything other than a good time. (laughs) And woe be unto them, because they're going to have to do it again, (laughs) and it may not be as much fun the next time. So depending on your attitude and what you desire out of this existence, just know that uh, you know we're not alone and that these spirit guides and spirit teachers will share information that can make our life a lot easier. Uh, you know, they say that God answers all prayers. Sometimes the answer is no. And it really doesn't <laughs> yeah. make any difference what we want. It's what we need to help us achieve and become that higher soul that will lead us to the next the next level the next not the next level from this physical existence but the next level of thought in this time that we're here yeah that yeah. would be what regarding i would uh, share yeah. yeah regarding the prayers i just always think back to the garth brooks song thank god for unanswered prayers <laughs> you know it's like you know, well and if you're going to if you uh, pray if you ask mm-hmm. ask for wisdom mm-hmm. Ask, right. ask mm-hmm. for advice, instruction, but ask for wisdom. Allow me to make wise mm-hmm. choices. Allow, allow me to make to choose the higher choice. Every day yeah. we we make dozens of choices. Some you know small and and doesn't really mean anything. Others can be life changing. You know, there's people that have been. Mm-hmm. I I talked to someone here recently who said they were driving on their car. And they said that they heard a a thought in their mind that said, slow down. And I don't think they did right away. And it came back again, and it said, slow down. And he did slow down. And it wasn't 30 seconds later that that a truck, like a dump truck, ran a stop sign in the intersection in front of him. Nobody got hit. Wow. But if he had right. maintained mm-hmm. his same speed, he would have been in that spot when that truck came through the intersection against a light or a stop sign, whatever it was, and it saved his life. Yeah, amazing. Well, Michael, I really want to thank you for your time today. I really enjoyed our, our chat. Well, I did too, Robert. Spirit Speaks is the website. The book is An Angel Told Me So. It's on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, Kindle Nook. And I have a contact page on my website. I welcome all feedback, and I would love to hear from your listeners. Great. Thank you very much. And again, everyone, as Michael just said, my guest is Michael McAdams, author of An Angel Told Me So. Um, again, um, you can find out more by visiting his website, which is spiritspeaks.com, and uh, go check it out, and also check out the spiritual parchment prints that he offers there. So everyone, I want to thank you for joining us for this edition of the Bringing Inspiration to Earth show, and until we meet again, thank you for tuning in. You've been listening to the Bringing Inspiration to Earth show. Remember, our show is available as a free podcast from Blog Talk Radio, iTunes, TuneIn, and iHeartRadio. To follow our show, visit our homepage at ByteRadio.me and select the platform you use most. You can also find us on Facebook, 
Instagram, and Twitter at Bite Radio Me. Until we meet again, remember to be a bright light by bringing inspiration to your world you know, I and just, the lives of I get that. I get Sorry about that. The, the music was ending. Um, yeah, I, I do get people to call in, but I would say that you know, 99.9999% of the time, it's uh, the downloads through the other platforms. You know, people listen. So, um, um, but but every now and then on live, I do get calls. is Ryan here and I have a question for you what do you do when you win like are you a fist pumper a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.